Change is the new normal. Disruption is a natural phase anywhere in the world today. How should established organizations address these new conditions? Perhaps discover new opportunities in the new normal and transform to lead the shift. That's a question we want to answer today in this podcast for future CIO. One more thing to add, business model transformation focuses on changing the way a company creates, delivers, and captures value. In this podcast with Ying Xiaowei, Chief Scientist at NCS, to share his views on disrupting the foundations of business models and operations. Xiaowei, welcome to podcast for future CIO. Thank you, Alan, for having me today. Uh, just my opinion, it is my opinion that some of the new technologies that we are seeing today are not necessarily designed for the current business models we have. And while some of the solutions have predefined problems they want to solve, getting from concept to production is often fraught with risk. And this is what I discovered talking to CIOs, CFOs, and even CEOs as they try and adapt new technologies into their business models. Now, in your opinion, how can leaders minimize the risk and wastage of resources and efforts of time, for example, in the quest to innovate with the latest and greatest in technologies out there? Well, that's a great question, Alan. I think the important thing to note that technology is a means to achieve a certain outcome, right? Um, and we shouldn't have a situation where a non-technology is a solution looking for a problem to solve for. Very often when we see emerging technologies, in this case, we are facing a new tech wave of generative AI. Many enterprises and organizations are wondering how to leverage this technology. And the right way to really think about it is, you know, what is the outcome you would like to achieve. At NCS, we encourage our clients to think about how to harness technology to make tomorrow better in some way, right? It could be make tomorrow safer, make tomorrow more collaborative, or even make tomorrow in society more human, especially in the not advent of all these artificial intelligence coming um, to disrupt our lives. Without a good anchor around what you want to achieve with all these technologies, many efforts to use this technology will not be more than just an experiment. Uh, one thing that I often do not hear, and this is something that I wanted to discuss with you, is the use of governance or, or the word governance. In your view, what is the role of governance in defining the business model of the future? I think when technology is advancing at such an unprecedented rate, no one would doubt the importance of having a sort of robust governance model. We have to innovate continuously in order to make, and we don't, we only have limited sort of resources, right, uh, to innovate with. Hence, it's important to set up the sort of right governance structure, which is not restrictive, and yet at the same time, you know, uh, promote the best use of the limited resources, right? In some ways, we're talking about trying to innovate to innovate, right? To continue innovating properly with emerging technologies with agility, adaptability, and effectiveness. So firstly, I think embracing agile governance is essential. Traditional governance models often struggle to adapt to the speed of technological change that we are seeing today. Agile governance allows for faster decision-making and enable organizations to respond promptly to what the emerging trends, risks, and opportunities that affect their business 
all the communities that they serve. It also encourages iterative and flexible processes, ensuring that you know the governance practices remain relevant in this ever sort of changing tech environment. I think there's a lot of interest in governance today, particularly because of artificial intelligence, right? How to we control for this new emerging tech. But actually, my view is that we should be trying to integrate AI to control for AI, right? To govern AI. AI as part of our governance model can enhance risk assessment. AI-powered algorithms you know, can help to analyze the vast amounts of data, looking for you know, patterns and trends and therefore anomalies that could represent you know, potential risks and vulnerabilities in real time. The data-driven approach allows organizations to really proactively address emerging issues and help to minimize, I guess, the likelihood of unintended uh, consequences. Another point, I guess, of talking about you non-governance know, here is a good governance model would foster collaboration with external experts as well as uh, stakeholders. We need to constantly engage with industry leaders, regulatory bodies, and even, I guess, academia, right, in order to provide the valuable insights and different perspectives, right? These external inputs can help inform governance decisions and ensure they align with uh, industry best practices as well as evolving um, regulations. If I look at traditional businesses, like say, for example, the financial services industry, heavily regulated industry, there is some level of innovation, but some argue that the innovation is not aligned with what's available out there principally. And, and some blame the governance part of it, that you cannot really innovate too fast, too much, because there's a preset rules that have been built over decades to protect consumers, mm-hmm. customers. Yeah, so the question I have for you is, given your role as chief scientist, in your view, can innovation and governance evolve together even as the business model changes well i think there will always be a healthy tension between um, you know, people who want to break rules and the people who want to sort of keep the rules right but the important thing is both sides must be working towards a bigger sort of a common good common good for business or to for the and as well as the communities which they serve so i do think that you know this constant questioning asking the right questions about you know what the future should hold is a healthy one and it is the one that should be debated between those who are uh, now uh, wanting to you know innovate introduce new technology and those you know who are responsible for governance. By the way, I would like to add that those people are responsible for governance are not necessarily less innovative. You know, they also need to innovate. Innovate to ensure that innovation serves humanity in the best way. In your view again, what is the role of leadership in business model innovations? I think as a you know, member of the board or the C-suite, right, it is the responsibility of them to make sure that, you know, you know, they take care of uh, the, the business and the people within the business in a rapidly changing sort of a business environment uh, that, that they operate in, right? Uh, today, you know, we are you know, challenged not just by the very quick pace of technological advancements, right? We also are confronted with a lot of geopolitical uh, turbulence as well. Leadership here means all always on the lookout for what are the bigger implications of all these macro trends affecting the business. It is about asking the right questions in light of all these macro trends. How do we still try and make tomorrow better, right, for the various stakeholders of the company? And this, I think, requires a healthy dose of humility. Previous achievements doesn't guarantee future achievements. There is a lot of uncertainties uh, to be navigated through. 
one must always be open-minded and have the strong culture of continuous learning and adaptation inbuilt in the organization so that you can stay ahead of all these emerging risks and seize opportunities. With every challenge, there's always two sides to it, right? There's the risks and there's always the opportunity. So promoting a mindset of staying informed, experimenting and learning from both successes and failures will do well for the organization. And as the leaders of this company, promoting and, and role modeling this learning oriented behavior is important. Disruptions have been around for a really good decade now in terms of the, the taking advantage of the latest in innovation and all that. When does first mover make sense today or does it still make a sense? I think there are enough examples in recent examples to show that the guy who moves first is not necessarily the winner. There is that network effect which the winner takes all, right? You know, uh, that characterizes some of the you know, sort of recent successes. But those who actually dominate in the end are not necessarily first movers. What we see is the companies that likely to succeed are the ones that are able to catch the trends and pivot fast enough, hence you know, showing the very wide uh, sense of uh, flexibility and adaptability. Those are the ones that would succeed, not necessarily the, the first you know, to fly out of the blocks, so to speak. If you were to look at the history of innovation, the things that have transpired over the course of the years, especially more recently, what would be an important metric for business success today? If you, from the context, of course, of innovation. Well, there are different uh, ways, um, you know, depending on your business context, to measure the sort of benefits that you want to achieve out of your innovation efforts, right? But broadly speaking, there are metrics that are associated with improvements in efficiency, and you can obviously measure it and all through your normal business metrics. But as a whole, that there, there are technologies that you know, really aim to um, streamline processes, uh, reduce waste, uh, optimize the resource utilization that would result in improved productivity. So you can have different ways to measure different stages of that productivity that equation. That is, so that's one, one sort of uh, category of benefits you know, you can measure innovation outcomes. Then there is another sort of set around improvements in access, right? As I've emphasized before, you harness technologies, not just to derive financial benefits for the company, but also provide real benefits to the communities that they serve. So there are these innovations which expand access to certain critical services, such as healthcare, education, information, particularly in, I guess, underserved areas. That is another sort of area of metrics that people tend not to uh, put too much emphasis on. One growing area of emphasis of uh, metrics is around environmental benefits. Now there is a heightened awareness about climate change and the urgent sense of urgency to do more. Yeah, so there are these technologies that are in an innovation that contribute to environmental sustainability. Here we can measure the efforts around you know, how much carbon emissions have been reduced, how well they are promoting the responsible resource use, how far along they are on their net zero journey. Last but not least, right, since we're 
talking about government and non-profit organizations as well at the macro level. There are also metrics that measure how much jobs are being created, right? We know that you know, with the sort of resurgence of artificial intelligence, there have been a lot of concerns about job displacement. Well, innovation and technologies can also create new employment opportunities, right? Especially in some of these emerging tech sectors, right? So another sort of set of metrics will be around you know, employment and job creation and also how some of these technologies enhance human AI collaboration even. We're coming to 2024. What would be your advice for leaders navigating the challenges of evolving business models and operations? Well, first, I think is to really understand what is the evolving trends that are impacting or relevant to you. It is not a given that, you know, with all these evolving changes, your current business model need to change. It may be your business model is, is sound, right? It's just that, you know, you might need to improve on a certain execution. At other times, it could be the scenario where you need to perhaps reimagine your own business model now because the landscape around you have shifted significantly. So the first thing is really to have the proper discussion among the right stakeholders with the regulators, with your key customers, and also with those who are experts in your industry about the you know, about technology trends to understand what needs to be changed before committing to any uh, pivots or directions going ahead. Xiaowei, thank you very much for joining us on Podcast for Future CIO. Thank you for your time, Alan. That was Yang Xiaowei, Chief Scientist, NCS, on the topic of disrupting the foundations of business models and operations. You are listening to the podcast for a future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. Bye for now.